Watching the Experiment mini-series. Today, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about the correlation between generosity and gratitude. So, to give, to start out, I want to give just a quick definition of what gratitude is defined as. It's defined as the quality of being thankful and readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. So the fruit of gratitude is generosity. Generosity is a two-part action. It's one to be grateful and the next is to return kindness, which is generosity. Recent studies have shown that generosity and gratitude go hand in hand, both at a psychological level and a neurobiological level. Generosity and gratitude are separate sides of the same coin. They're symbiotic. Fortunately, each of us has the ability to, to, to do a kickstart, if you will, the neurobiological feedback loop, an upward spile of well-being. This is triggered by small acts of generosity and gratitude each and every day of our lives. Why not practice small acts of generosity every day? There is research that shows gratitude rewards generosity and maintains the cycle of healthy social behavior. As this research shows, generosity and gratitude work in tandem in ways that benefit both the giver and the receiver. Hopefully, this research will inspire each of us to infuse small acts of generosity into our daily interactions with others and to reciprocate this goodwill with gratitude. One of the things that I found to stand in my way when I tried to increase the amount of grat gratitude and generosity I was accustomed to already giving was that I was stifled by the habits that I had created. Sometimes it was social expectations. Sometimes it was beliefs that I had picked up from my family and others I picked up from my religion and my community and all the different things that I, that influenced somebody. It was easy for me to meet the expectations that were already accepted by the social groups that I had already been a part of. Like, to give you an example, things like opening the door for somebody or letting somebody ahead of you in a merge lane or saying please and saying thank you. And um, if somebody's in front of you and they drop their wallet, to pick it up and hand it to them. Those are all social norms. Those are generous acts. Yes, they're nice but they're expected and they're easy to do. But here's the caveat. When it came time for me to step out of those norms, it often felt awkward to insert being generous into the equation. And to give myself any way out of the awkwardness, I would rationalize why it was okay not to give this time why it was okay not to help that guy or whatever the circumstance was. But the scary part was for me was how it happened. It was almost a subconscious action that took no real thought. It was just a reaction, something that I didn't even have to think about. Much like when you back out of the driveway, at first it takes real thought and consideration, but after a while your subconscious takes over. It is what our brains do to conserve energy. They do the same thing when, when we have to make any hard decision. And if we are not intentional, I think any of us can fall into the habit of rationalizing our way out of generosity and therefore out of the benefits that generosity offer us. 
I have found that there is about a 90% to 10% ratio in generosity. And the 90% is what is expected of us to do or what we expect of ourselves. This is the portion that leaves us feeling like we are doing a pretty good job. And we probably are doing, for the most part, we probably are. We're probably doing okay. But there are some people that are doing far worse than the 90%, but comparing to them does not get us to the place of our highest potential. I have found that the real growth happens in the last 10%. The magic, the miracles, don't happen in that first 90% as much. Yes, they happen, but because we're so used to it and we're so uh, conditioned to those expectations and doing things in that way, it we don't notice, we're not as aware of the things that are miraculous and, and that happen in the 90%. But the 10%, that part that pushes us, is an invitation into our purpose. That's where we can make actions and do things and act in a way that will help us to understand what we're here for. How we see others and how we see ourselves will be greatly affected by how far into the last 10% that you're willing to go. As I started to be intentional about being generous, I noticed how much I rationalized my head to forego opportunities I had to be generous. It was happening all the time. I asked a question in one of the other um, podcasts, how often every day do we get the opportunity to be generous? And the answer is, at least for me, is I get countless opportunities every single day to be generous, to do something generous. And I rationalize myself right out of it. In fact, just today, I was a little frustrated with my kids and I was trying to get things done and they weren't really cooperating and it's Christmas break and I was pulling my hair out because they've been home all day. And I sat back and I'm like, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to be generous, for me to sit down and play a game with them. They've been, they've been wanting to do something all day. I can sit down and play a game with them right now and be generous with my time with them. And, but in the back of my head, the rationalization that I was fighting is, no, I've been with them today. I've hung out with them. I, you know, I did what I needed to do. They are big kids. They can handle themselves. It's only an hour left till bedtime. They're fine. They can play with each other. They can do other stuff. I got important stuff to do. And I realized as I was doing that, I'm rationalizing. I got to give a podcast on this tonight and I'm doing the exact same thing that I'm going to tell these people that they shouldn't do. And so it happens to the best of us and it happens easy. It creeps in on us if we're not careful. One of the things, one of the experiences that I wanted to share as I was going through this generosity experiment for my first time that I was, that I, when I first started this was a time, an experience that I had that was pushing past the 90% into the 10%. And I'm going to just want to share it a little bit briefly with you here. But I was driving down the road. I can't even remember where I was going. Um, and I noticed as I'd come out to make a left-hand turn onto a fairly busy road, no light. So I was waiting for traffic to pass. I noticed on the other side of this busy road that there was a lady walking down the road with her little, uh, look like a toddler, like about a three-year-old little girl. 
And I noticed that as she was walking, that a truck kept swerving towards her. And she would turn as the truck would pass her and swerve at her. She would turn and, and walk the other way. And then the truck would flip around and drive at her again. And it looked like the man in the truck was trying to hit her. After watching about 30 seconds, I had already told myself, this isn't a big deal. They're just playing around or whatever. Even if it's not a big deal, it would be so awkward to go over there and get involved in this thing. Like, I don't, I'm not going to do that. The guy is probably just, I, I don't know. I, I, I rationalized in my head that everything was probably just fine. And not only that, but she's all the way on the other side of this four lane busy road of traffic. And it's going to be really difficult for me to get over there. And so I, I just, these excuses just kept coming and coming and there were no shortage of them at all. And I, so after the, the traffic cleared so that I could make my turn, I did. I turned away from her and was driving up the road. And I, at least for that moment, had succumbed to the rationale that it was not anyone's, it was not in anyone's best interest, mine or theirs or anybody's, to be generous. That's, that's the, that's what I had thought in my head and that's the conclusion I'd come to. But luckily, because I had started that day to dig into the 10%, I was going to be intentional about being generous. And because of that, the rationalization stuck out like a sore thumb to me. And it didn't take me long to realize, oh my gosh, you idiot, Jason, you just succumbed to exactly what you said where the magic happens, where you can actually be of service and step into your purpose. And so after driving for a few seconds in the opposite direction on this road, I decided to flip around and just see if the woman needed help. What does the worst can happen? As I pulled up to her and her little girl, I noticed that she was frantic, crying, and looking very distraught. And I asked her if she would like to get in and if I could take her somewhere. It didn't take her any time to accept my offer jump in my truck, shut the door and say, go. I asked her if everything was okay and who was that guy trying to hit her. She proceeded to tell me that this man was her ex and that he was unstable, he was on drugs, that he had tried to commit suicide and kill her before and that she was in the process of getting a restraining order and that she was terrified. Now, I can just tell you that being able to be that part, this crystallized this concept for me, this 90-10% concept. And I just, I, I it, to me, it was powerful. It was, it was one of those experiences where I just knew that intentional generosity can bring to pass the greatest of experiences and blessings. And not just in your life. Of course, they do happen in your life, but also in the life of other people. And it gives you the ability to see the bigger picture. Not all the 10% stories are going to be like this one. But more often than not, they will provide insight into the humanity that exists between you and everyone else. It will more often than not be proof to you 
that we are all connected and that we all require the generosity of other people. Choosing into the 10% gives you a better understanding of what your purpose really is. My 10% is not going to look totally like your 10%. They're going to look different. But for some people, stopping to help in my scenario would have been part of their 90%. That wouldn't have been a big deal for some people even that I know. Each of us has a unique 10%. And we need to be careful not to compare our 10% with the 10% of others' 10%. Each of us has different purposes here on this earth. And if we are to embrace what that is, we cannot be focused on this comparison of what other people are doing. So the challenge to you today is to be intentional about your 10%. That part that stretches you and puts you into maybe out of your comfort zone. When you notice the rationalization going on in your head, you know that's where you're at. Act anyway. Really, it is not hard to find your 10%. If you start out the day with the intention of being generous in any situation, in whatever way you are capable, the 10% opportunities will present themselves. You just have to act. You just have to be ready to do something. Pretty soon you will have created a new habit. Your new home will be in the 10%. You will have achieved the fourth level of learning, like I talked about in the introduction of this mini-series. You will be in a state of unconscious competence, where you will be that way without thought. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I am glad that you were able to listen and go through this I would love to hear your experiences, whether you tag me on Facebook or you join our Facebook group or go over to the Generosity Experiment and share your stories with me there. I would love to hear about what you guys are doing and the, and, and the inspiration and motivation that you guys can provide me and the community. Thanks for listening today, guys. Go on and be generous.